Okay. Now we're going to start chapter six, and we're on page 37. Chapter six is going to be dealing with the virtue of alacrity. So alacrity is the next step up the ladder from the virtue of vigilance. Now, alacrity serves sort of as the converse of um, a vigilance in the sense that vigilance is the way in which we avoid doing certain bad deeds. And alacrity is the converse in terms of our jumping forward and, and moving quickly to try to do positive action. So he's going to spend some time here. It's going to be a little bit uh, slower, but he's, he has a point that he's trying to get to. After vigilance comes alacrity. Vigilance centers on the negative commandments, while alacrity focuses on the positive ones. In accordance with what it says, and he's quoting a verse in Psalms, it says, Sur me rava asetov, turn from evil and do good. In other words, it seems to be implying that you have a choice. We all have only X amount of willpower. And these days, we probably all have a lot less willpower than we normally do. So there's a question of how much willpower are you going to have to spend on any given moment at any given specific project? And first, what you should try to do is, if you see yourself, there are bad things that you're doing, and you also feel like there are more good things that you could be doing. What should you focus your energy on first? So first, what you should focus your energy on is to stop doing evil things, to stop doing the, the negative acts, the negative acts that draw you further away from Hashem. Those are the things that you stop first, right? Not that they can't both happen in tandem, but in terms of what our focus should be on first, stop doing the wrong things. And positive things, maybe they can come second. The concept of alacrity involves the swiftness of one's approach to a mitzvah and its speedy consummation. What does this mean? This means that what we're referring to is how quickly do you grasp that opportunity? Similarly, they of blessed memory said, those with alacrity fulfill the mitzvahs promptly. I just want to, I want to fix something that I said earlier. I don't think I said that, said that so well. It, it, it's not, he's not really saying that you need to first turn away from evil and then afterwards start doing good specifically. It, it should be happening in tandem. Right, and certainly the the famous question is always asked: If someone who, let's say, is a choser b'tushuvah, right? So they want to, they never knew anything about Judaism, and now they want to start doing Jewish stuff. They want to start observing the Torah and the mitzvot. What are what's the very first mitzvah that you should tell them to do? Should you tell them to, you know, stop uh, driving a car on Shabbat, stop stealing money? What's the very first mitzvah? Should it be a positive thing? Should it be, you know? Uh, washing their hands in the morning? What's the very first thing that you should tell them to do? And, and the, the real answer is, like most of the answers to these types of questions, is it depends, right? So the real answer is, whatever is going to help that specific individual get to a result that will be helpful faster, right? So it's not gonna be a one-size-fits-all answer. But generally speaking, if somebody is in the middle of doing something that is forbidden to be done, and they can either stop doing the thing which is forbidden, or they could start doing something which is, which is a mitzvah, but yet continue doing the forbidden thing. And they tell you, I have a choice. Which one should I do? Well, the answer really is they should stop doing the forbidden thing first. That being said, it's still going to depend. If they're going to stop doing the forbidden thing, and then it's going to be too hard for them to stop because they're not really ready to stop doing that yet, then they're never going to get to the point of doing the positive action. Whereas to ask someone to do a positive action, it's a lot easier to do a positive action than it is to stop doing something that you're inculcated and that you're, you're used to doing. So generally speaking, it might be better to stop doing the bad thing first if he has to choose which one he's doing first. But that doesn't mean to say that it's always across the board in that same fashion. The reason for this is that just as one requires great incisiveness and foresight to escape the traps of evil inclination and to flee evil, thereby preventing its, the evil inclinations, domination over us and its permeation of our deeds, 
One likewise needs great insight and foresight to grasp the mitzvot and to fulfill them without losing opportunity. Why is that so? For in the same way that the evil inclination works its influence and endeavors by subterfuge to lure man into the net of transgression, it also attempts to prevent him from fulfilling the mitzvahs and to take them away from him. And so the Yetzirah works in a very, uh, very uniform uh, activity, right? In terms of his activities and his uh, you know, malevolent intent, he realizes that to stop us from doing a positive commandment, very good result in his books, right? And to have us continue doing a negative commandment, very good result in his books. So he's going to attack both of these in the same way. He's going to put lots of obstacles in our ability to actually fulfill that mitzvah properly. He's going to convince us, no, 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 procrastinate it. You'll start doing the good thing tomorrow. You'll stop doing the bad thing tomorrow because he recognizes human nature. Human nature is that you, you work on it, you work on it, you work on it. But if you don't come to that result and you keep on never getting to that result, it's a lot easier to continue doing that bad deed. Right? If you, he knows if you did it once, one time you were able to withstand that temptation, now you know, you believe in yourself, you've done it once. So he says, you know what, I'm going to work, I'd rather work and work and work and work and just keep on pushing it off. Because the more I push it off, the more ingrained this activity is going to be. So when it comes to the negative, when it comes to the negative, that was one thing. And when it comes to the positive, it's the same thing. We have an opportunity to seize a mitzvah, but human nature is going to stop us from getting there. Right? So Yetzirah takes advantage of that and continues to take advantage of that, to make us push it off and push it off and push it off. If one becomes lax and indolent and does not act rich, rigorously in pursuing them and in holding on to them, he will find himself empty and devoid of them, right? He never push it off. Notice how human nature is categorized by lethargy. Now he gets into a little bit of, um, of Kabbalah, right? On, on, a, on a basic level of Kabbalah. Since the physical element of dust, which man has been formed, is coarse. And this is... Without, I don't, I don't know enough about it to really uh, to, to say anything on an educated level. But there's different, um, there's different elements in the world. Um, you know, air, uh, fire, water, and and uh, and earth. And different elements have different uh, different qualities to them. So what he's describing is the, the way, the reason why Hashem decided to make Adam, right, the first man, and Chava, they made them from earth from the dust to the ground. That's the materialistic side. But that very physical, the physical element of dust, so to speak, is a, a coarse element, right? So it does not have anything refined about it. It doesn't flow by itself. It doesn't, it, it's not easy. It doesn't move easily, right? It just stays where it is, right? It can actually produce other things, right? But it, in, it itself just stays where it is unless someone else acts upon it, right? And doesn't flow. It's a very um, sedentary. So because we're created from that, and this is all part of the plan, obviously, therefore, we, our nature, for this reason, man is not at all enthusiastic about effort and work, right? Most of us, it's not necessarily the most fun day when you're going to be have to put in a 12-hour you know, day at work and then come home and take care of a bunch of tasks around the house. That's not the day we look forward to as a fun day. We look forward to the fun day as the day we're on vacation and we can take it easy, we can relax. To be able to serve the creator, may his name be blessed. A person must overcome his own nature and he must do it with alacrity. If he allows his lethargy to dominate him, he will surely not succeed. This is what the Tana said in chapter of the Fathers, Ethics of the Fathers. Be bold as a leopard, light as an eagle, fleet as a deer, and courageous to do, as courageous as a lion to do the will of your father in heaven. So in last chapter, he described being bold as a leopard. And he said what the, what the Tana meant, what the sage meant when he said that 
is in terms of not letting the, the ridicule of others affect you. But in this chapter, what he's referring to is the concept, this characteristic of zrizut, of moving quickly and not allowing yourself to say, oh, I'll just press the snooze button one more time, right? And among those things that need reinforcement, the sages of blessed memory included Torah and good deeds. So this is a Talmudic passage. What are the things that need reinforcement? Torah and good deeds. This is explicitly stated in scripture, a very famous line in scripture. Be very strong and courageous in Joshua, first book of the prophets, to observe, to do in accordance with the whole of the Torah that you've been commanded by Moshe, my servant. Might be more familiar in the Hebrew. It says, chazak ve'emats, right? So that's a, a phrase that, that we use regularly, right? It comes from here. It comes from here to be very strong and courageous. What is it referring to? To do the entire Torah and the mitzvot that we have been commanded by Moshe. Indeed, a person needs great strength to transform his nature so completely. It's not a simple task to do it, to do it properly. And we're, we're constantly faced with different obstacles and different things that our, our nature tells us, no, no, hold off, do it tomorrow, wait a little bit longer, stay in bed for another three minutes, right? So it's actually very important to combat that.